Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George discuss Paul McCartney's 1973's fifth post-Beatles studio album Band on the Run. Now on with the show. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coded Robots Listen To. And what are we listening to today, Band Jimbo? Band on the Run. Band on the Run. Mm, from Paul McCartney and Wings. And this is a, a album that really kind of cemented Wings because there was a, you're coming off uh, Paul McCartney doing two solo albums that critics just trashed. Now that people love them. Yeah. People yeah, love they, them now. They had some hits, but they didn't quite perform. Well, you had McCartney, yeah. and then you had you had Ram, and then you had them do Wildlife. Ram is a great album. Wildlife, which was yeah. just a big... I, I don't even listen to Wildlife. It's Neither, I think the big hit McCartney was... McCartney doesn't listen. You have one of the greatest songwriters of all time, and the hit off Wildlife is Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> so, I mean... Pretty much says it all. <laughs> so... Um, Paul McCartney, and then, but uh, you know, they they were, had wings. They had Red Rose Speedway. No, that was afterwards. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, this, no, it was this before. is 1973. McCartney yeah, so no, Red wings. Rose Speedway was before that. Yeah, and then right, ben, right before. Yeah, but it, again, it didn't perform to what uh, they were expecting. My so. love, and that was about it. You know. Yeah. So and and he he caught a lot of grief because he was kind of credited with you know the one that ended the Beatles. You know. Yeah. And so, well, I mean, yeah, they, they said that, you know, the Yoko caused the friction, but he released his album McCartney right after the Beatles right. broke up. And well, then and also... He, and he sued him. Yeah. He sued the Beatles. And the friction, too, because he put his wife in the band. He's, yeah. She's a photographer. She's not a singer. Why would you put your wife in the band? That's one of those things. So, uh, uh, but Linda, you know, the last album before this, or two albums before this, Ram, I thought she did a really good job. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney, and she's credited as as the second artist on there. Ram, I, I, yeah, one of my favorite. Well, yeah. songwriting credit, yeah, which I I wonder about. But they worked really closely on it, apparently, because you have her singing the background and a lot of Ram yeah. too. So, so are we going to talk about Ram? Because I I can talk about either of these <laughs> albums. I love Ram. Ram's a great album, but we're yeah. on band on. on the run, which was an album where Paul McCartney said to the Capitol, said, "Hey, let's go somewhere and make this album." You know, let's go somewhere. Huh. Where does Capitol have studios? Yeah, I think one was like in. Would it would it have been China? I mean, it. it you know, you know these the, the big, especially at this but, time, not so much anymore. But they would have big studios all over the world, right? Yeah. But he ended up where, Jim? Lagos, Nigeria. Nigeria, right? He wanted this glamorous, exotic locale, but uh, nobody told him that it was right at the end of a civil war, and you know, uh, pretty much. Not lockdown exactly, but they were still kind of recovering from that, and uh, so um, it's pretty much what, rec- what happened to the other members of the group. Because well, yeah, right before Band on the Run, you have they were like, "We're not doing this." Besides Denny Lane, who ended up being you know the part of this whole Wings Over America, which came afterwards, which was a hugely successful tour, and to have a Beatle actually kind of go on tour. Yeah, you had a couple shows by John Lennon, but to have McCartney go out on tour extensively across America, that was a big deal. Yeah, Lennon's stuff was more kind of uh, part of his activism, albeit New York's protest morality or whatever, but. uh, you know, Paul McCartney did the commercial route. He went on tour, successful uh, b- movie on that called Rock Show. But uh, yeah, the other ones, uh, I think, was was it Hugh McCracken and some of these people that were on the other albums? That- uh, Henry McCullough, yeah. he was the guitarist. And Danny Sewell, Sewell? Sidwell, yeah. S- so they, they just quit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And But did they quit so they didn't have to go to Africa uh, or Nigeria? I, I don't or- know why they quit. 
Okay. I, I know before Band of the Run, they quit. So basically, you, and you see this on the passport, on the album art, there's passport photos, allegedly. But, you know, I'm yeah. probably not the same thing, but they have Linda, Denny right. Lane, and Paul McCartney. And there, there wasn't time to recruit replacements because he had already got it booked and everything. So he went into the studio with uh, ex-Moody Blues guitarist, Denny Lane, uh, and, and he played piano too. But uh, And of course, lovely Linda, uh, his wife. Um, so in addition to playing bass, McCartney played drums and yeah. percussion and, and most, believe it or not, even though Denny Lane's a great guitarist, most of the guitar parts himself. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but the studio was awful when they get there. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah. And basically I think there was, there was a version they made of band on the run before they got actually kind of robbed and they, they took that version and that version's probably in the jungle somewhere buried under a bunch of stuff, but apparently they had to restart completely yeah, over. All of the demo tapes yeah. were taken and a lot of the lyrics and they actually ended up, you know, it wasn't as glamorous as he thought. They had to come back to England uh, to finish the project. So, well, yeah, it's kind of funny. We have him later in, uh, in the eighties do a movie called give my regards to broad street where his tapes get stolen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of the entire plot. I didn't even put that two and two together. Yeah. That, that actually happened where they had to re-record the whole album, but you have a great we product here. We have yeah. a, a song, which I think to only recently a song charted. And that was a Travis Scott song that had three parts to it that actually charted. And I heard this because I was listening to one of those pop shows. It was like, not since Band on the Run has a song with three different parts made it to the Oh, yeah, the charts. segments are so different. So yeah. this, we are talking about the title track, Band on the Run. It was the third single. And uh, it just, I, I always felt like this was kind of a leftover from some of the stuff that was happening in Abbey Road mm -hmm. and even in Ram. With, yeah. Uh, uh, what, it's We're So Sorry? Uncle Albert, uh, Uncle, yeah. Uncle Albert, Admiral, Admiral Halsey. Yeah. Uh, where he takes these little segments of unfinished songs and just splices them together. And it sounds deceptively easy to play, but this is a very complex piece of music that we're going to listen to with all of its starts and stops and different twists. And then the vocals at the end, they're so high. It's, it's a difficult song to sing, but one of his longest singles. Uh, so, yeah. So three parts you can listen to, the beginning, stuck inside these four walls, and then you basically get the breakout, and then you basically get the end. So there you go. Band on the Run, the title track for we're listening to Band on the Run today with the Crispy Coated Robots. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect, and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously what did you expect? Now on with the show. And we are back from Band on the yeah. Run, the title track. Fantastic. That lyric, If We Ever Get Out of Here, that was actually inspired by a remark that George Harrison made at one of the Beatles' many business meetings. You know, these guys were excellent musicians, not so excellent business guys. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they kind of felt like they got snookered in the trap of running a record company instead of what they were really good at, and that was playing music. So he... Harrison longed for just getting back, playing music, not messing with the business side of things. So there you go. Band on the run. On to the second song, which another hit is Jet. Jet. Yeah. Second, the second single. Yeah. And I heard uh, interesting things about Jet is basically they had to kind of 
do a radio edit to get it on the air because they still thought it was too long, <laughs> even though it was a lot shorter than Band on the Run, which was the third single. But this was the one that kind of they had to make sure it was a hit. You know, this is a kind of a, not want to say do or die album because the Beatles always going to yeah. be out, made make a uh, you know album, but you know it was an important album for McCartney. So, so this uh, and it's what's funny is this. I'm looking at the back of the album here. It's 409. Mm-hmm. So not not too long. Yeah. But uh like we talked about where a lot of this was recorded in Nigeria, Jet was in completely recorded uh in EMI, EMI Studios in London after they, they came back. Mm-hmm. Uh so Jet. All right, here check it, it is. Out. One of my favorite hard rockers from McCartney from uh Band on the Run. Here's Jet. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. And we are back from Jet. It peaked yeah. at number seven on both the British and American charts, uh, March 30th, 1974. Great tune. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess it was inspired by McCartney's back Labrador named Jet. Well, you know, I've heard so many different things that it was uh, a horse, it was a Labrador, uh, you know, McCartney was always uh, kind of purposefully mysterious about his lyrics, as many good song marketers are, to keep people kind of wondering and guessing about what it was really about. And he's admitted that sometimes he would just sing meaningless words to give uh, meaningless lyrics to to give the sound he wanted. He's gone on record saying that he considers the human voice as just kind of another instrument in the band, so the words are not always really anything other than just to keep that going. But I, I have a theory. Yeah. David Bowie, his song Surfer Jet City was released like a the previous year off of the whole rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. And there was this whole androgynous quality of that character. So keep in mind, Bowie's first hit featured a character named Major Tom. Mm-hmm. And I might be way out here. But McCartney, in this song that we just heard, uh, he he says, and I and Jet, I thought that the major was a little lady surfer Jet. It's just too coincidental for for me, you know. But uh, who knows? Uh, I did want to point out Tony Visconti. Um, he did a lot of production work for Bowie. Okay, so and and Thin Lizzy and stuff, but. All that orchestration on the song, giving it that energy and drive, yeah. uh, is all due to uh, Tony's work there. And McCartney said he had unlikely fans in Richard and Karen Carpenter who called him up after the song hit and said, great record, man. He thought they were the uh, last people on earth that would call him and congratulate him on Different Jet. music styles, but y- yeah, yes. she, she was something of a rocker herself. I yeah. mean, she's quite a drummer if you know much about, mm-hmm. about her. So uh, there we go. That's the number two song on Band of the Run. On to number three. I'm a bluebird. I'm a bluebird. Oh, yeah. This is a bluebird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple little love song, but uh, like many of the tracks on this album, has a message of escaping to to freedom. Now, (laughs) and I got to ask because we have a classic uh, Beatles song, McCartney, played by himself basically on the White Album called Blackbird. Yeah. I wonder if he had any any kind of. qualms or any kind of like trepidation no about, you, know. I, you know blackbird in in england bird was slang for uh female young female mm-hmm. okay so he he has said that that song blackbird was actually about uh a native american 
uh, well, I guess the African American uh, lady uh, and the right the struggle through the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So I don't I, I don't really see a parallel between Bluebird and Blackbird. Yeah, but I do like the harmonies on this. And I oh, actually, this is great. This I actually like the, 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 the live version on Wings Over America, which was the album to follow this, the tour they did. Uh, really good stuff. So here is Bluebird as we listen to Band of the Run. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, so we are back from Bluebird. Singing on, Bluebird. On to a number four song, which is Mrs. Vanderbilt, uh, which is uh, one of my songs. I don't know if George is the biggest fan of this one, but down to the jungle, living it. It seems like it's that McCartney playing a character again. Yep. Type situation, you know, kind of telling a story. He even has his voice, and uh, and you'll hear it later in this album too, where he adds a little more treble, or he's singing like he's in, coming through a radio or yeah. something like that. So stuff that you play around in the seventies. He really had a lot of freedom. Yeah, this this is the spiritual cousin uh, to me of Obladi Oblada off mm-hmm. of the White Album. Yeah, the Ho with, Hey Ho's type thing with, yeah. with the hints of Another Day. Yeah, uh, the song Another Day. But the actually the opening lines that that you were referring to down in the jungle living in a tent mm-hmm. better than a bungalow no rent. That that was from an English uh music hall performer by the name of Charlie Chester. So it was very well-known uh, kind of little thing in England uh that he was borrowing from uh and he changes up the the words a, a little bit but uh yeah, it's a, it's a fun song. Like I said, in the same way, Obladi Oblada, you know, just that same little bounce, not too serious. And yeah. it's one of those songs, too. McCartney stayed away from playing for a long time, but he ended up playing it at a concert in, in uh, 2009, played it on his tour in 2013, too, which is kind of like, you know, it's if you're a fan, like a huge fan and know the deep tracks, this is one of those who'd be like, oh, my God, he's playing Mrs. Vanderbilt. You know, be, you'd be like in the crowd, yeah. be like, I can't believe he's playing this. Like, I think my brother actually got a chance to interview Linda and said, hey, Paul should open the show with playing Ram on on ukulele. And she's like, that's a great idea. If I would have saw that, I would have been like, oh, that is incredible. That is a great idea. <laughs> Your brother's right. Yeah, but uh, this is one of those songs, too. I'd be like, oh, man, I can't believe he's playing this. But, uh, yeah, so here it is, Mrs. Vanderbilt from Band on the Run. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, that's yeah. Mrs. Vanderbilt. We're on now to one so of my... I wanted to say something about that. Yeah. They recorded this one in Nigeria, uh-huh. and the conditions of the studio were so bad. The pow- They actually lost power while they recorded that. So what you heard, they're using backup generators oh, wow. on the recording. I mean, you can't tell. You can't tell, but, but it's yeah, just yeah. funny to think that they're playing with... The very- Paul McCartney, a Beatle who traveled the world, and like this musician is running on backup generators. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, next is one of my favorite guitar bits of all time. This is a, a great lick. Uh, Let me roll it. Kind of messes with tempos and and yeah. messes with uh, the kind of the energy that's played. But it's you know it's a, it's an old fashioned blues song basically. Yeah. Uh, first single. This was the first single released for this album. I think I was a record guy. I probably would have thought this was the first single too. Yeah, definitely. Because- sweet slow rock in the pocket. Yeah. That cheesy organ and yeah. uh, the guitar Ta-ting. harmonies. Yeah. Uh, and it is, I'm sorry, Jim, it is about rolling a J, okay? Oh. Uh, Jerry Garcia even recorded a version of it, oh, he if, did. if that even tells you anything. <laughs> so, yeah, that, make no mistake, what he's rolling here, yeah, 
he actually got busted a few times for for rolling it or carrying it at least. So yeah, well they, they also a great say, song. They also said the song's title was inspired by a quote from George Harrison's "I'd Have You Anytime," which is a song I played for you recently. I was like, this is a great, uh, great George Harrison song. That's kind of uh, so, but uh, you know, they say it's Ring, Wing's seventh greatest song. I'm not sure. I, I have a lot of I yeah, I, I, I like, challenge, but that, I like but it's a good song. But I like "Back to the Egg" too. And so. and this is a great song live he he would play this live uh this is a great live song and for some reason this lick just cuts through oh yeah so 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 well so here it is let me roll it from band on the run please press pause now welcome back here's more from jim and george all right that was let me roll it yeah i love that effect on his voice yeah it's almost like radio mccartney i don't know i don't know uh, there's so many songs that have it, you know, like you said, uh, uncle Albert, uh, this, um, uh, even some, some bits at the end of this album, we'll get to that though. Yeah. But, uh, on now to a song, Mamunia. Side, side two, we're, Mamunia. we're heading into side two. Mamunia. Oh, oh, oh. This is like an acoustic type thing. Yeah. This was the first one that they recorded in Nigeria, the, this track here that we're about to listen to. And, uh, he had actually written it, um, when he was in Marrakesh in early 73, uh, there was a hotel there called Mamonia. 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 But it it means safe haven in Ah, Arabic. Okay, gotcha. Uh, And the McCartneys were staying at it. uh, But they kind of took it and turned it into a metaphor for rebirth. Again, several on the songs on Band on the Run, including uh, Bluebird, have this idea of this theme of escape and freedom. So, um, yeah, real group effort too. You mean you have Danny Lane playing guitar, singing yeah. back up, Linda sings back up on it too. So, um, there you go. So, here's Mamunia from Band on the yeah. Run. You know the drill by now. Pause here, listen to the track, and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All righty then. There is. Mamunia from Band on the Run, yeah. the 1973 album we're talking about today here as Crispy Coated Robots listen to Band on the Run. Uh, Q Magazine in 2000 placed it at number 75 on the 100 Greatest British Albums Ever. It's 418 on Rolling Stone's revised list of the 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. And it's kind of weird. It's like like we talked about at the beginning of the show. McCartney didn't really have, solo McCartney didn't have any critics in his corner. Uh, for the first couple albums, so this is kind of the first one that got the critics on his side. Yeah, I'll I'll say even more important than the critics, this album, or well, the song, was praised by former bandmate John Lennon, ah, who yeah. considered it a great song, and went on to say it was a great album. So, you know, and they had kind of been at war with each other a little bit, oh, going yeah. back and forth for a few years. Uh, yeah. With how do you sleep from linen and you know kind of answering even that. too many people but, from Ram yeah. was it like a something Piece that, of cake that, that we know. should just do Ram uh, honestly <laughs> we're talking about it so much uh, but in 2012 it won the Grammy for best historical album uh, each year the the Recording Academy they inducts uh, they inducts they induct selections of releases that have historical significance. And so 40 years after its release in 2013, Band on the Run was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame as a significant uh, recording. 
And it sure is. And we're moving on now on the album, Significant Recordings, to No Words. It's a song written by Paul McCartney and Denny Lane, and it sounds like George Harrison. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I'm glad you say that, because the first time I heard it, I thought it was a George Harrison Just tune. the way it begins with that guitar bit. The way, where the chords go, the way the guitar and keyboard are played. Yeah. Uh, but it's a wing song. Yeah. But yeah. It's, yeah, when I heard it, I said, wow. I, 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 it's, it's not a, long. It's two, two and a half minutes, I think. Yeah. So here's. thirty-five. the record says here. No words uh, by wings off Band on the Run. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. And we're listening to Band on the Run today. That's no words. And now we're up but to... But it a, had words. It did have words. Yeah. But here is a uh, song that was not featured on the original, I guess, the British release, but no, the American release. But we have in the studio today, we have the U.S. release. So Paul really, uh, originally he wanted the song to be a standalone, but Capitol, the record company, overruled him, and they put it on the U.S. versions despite his objections. So... But look, look what I, the inner sleeve here, Yeah, there are no lyrics to this song. So that oh. tells you this was kind of a last minute entry for the U.S. one. Um, so it makes sense that the lyrics weren't included here. And I have the uh, Paul McCartney songbook. I bought the big giant wings, um, Paul McCartney book, and Helen Wheels. And I don't know if it's the version I have, but all it is is A. The yeah. entire way through. <laughs> I mean, it's not pro- not a very hard song to play. Just play the A chord and let the bass yeah. do all the moving, and you you pretty much can play Helen Wheels by Paul McCartney. There so, you go, yeah. So here it is, Helen Wheels. Of course, a tricky play on the word play there. Yeah. Hell well, on Wheels, Helen yeah, Wheels. Well, that was his nickname for a Land Rover that he had. Uh, uh, he called it Hell on Wheels, but Helen Wheels. There you go. And here it is, actually, the promotional clip directed by Michael Lindsay Hogg. And, you know, it's basically just a plain cut, but he also directed, of course, the Beatles' final movie, Let It Be, which, of course, will never be seen again once since Peter Jackson's got a hold of it. Oh, and, yeah, that one's much better. And McCartney has uh, bought the old Let It Be, so we'll never see them scream and yell at each other. It's all going to be happy from here on out. So here it is, Helen, Helen Wills. Wills. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, there's Helen Wheels from the American version of Band on the Run we're talking about today mm. as the Crispy Coated Robots listen to yeah. Band on the Run. The next song basically was a dare uh, to Paul McCartney. From Dustin Hoffman. And said, yeah. hey, write a song about Picasso. A- actor Dustin Hoffman. So Spanish artist Pablo Picasso, he, he lived to, I think, like 91. Um, but uh, April of 73... When this, when they were working on on this, uh, his famous last words literally were "Drink to me, drink to my health." You know, I can't drink anymore. And uh, this album was recorded in September. And Hoffman, help me with the story here. He, they were together, and he bet him that he couldn't just write a song about anything. And well, yeah. So McCartney's on vacation in Jamaica. He snuck onto the set of Papillon where Dustin Hoffman and Steve McQueen were making that classic. So yes. at dinner with Hoffman, he was McCartney was playing around on the guitar, and McCartney said he could write a song about anything. So he, Hoffman pulled out a magazine, saw the story about the death of Pablo Picasso, and said, write a song about this. So there you go. 
And there's going to be this weird callback to Jet in the middle oh, of the I, song. I, you know, I know you probably don't like it, but I like it. It goes to Jet, and uh, dun, dun, dun. it goes into a couple other songs, a couple other things that are happening on the album, and, which is weird because something like this might be saved for the last song on the album where they have do callbacks to the rest of the album. But And it's also got this kind of... I don't want to say Casio, but a very primitive drum machine kind of coming through there. Well, again, there's not, they didn't have a lot. So Ginger Baker from the drummer for Queen, Queen, I'm sorry, Cream. Cream. (laughs) The the shakers he's playing, it's actually a a tin can full of gravel. Oh, So this studio in Nigeria had nothing. Nothing. When we say nothing. Yeah. uh, But... uh, so yeah, I'm not surprised that the keyboard is quite cheesy here. Yeah. So and then you have that and uh, this French narration for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And you have this... I I will tell you, Jim. You know, I am not a fan of this song. I love everything on this album, but uh, well, he goes off into this kind of like the French narration goes almost into this uh, like you say the vaudeville type thing. Yeah. With this other kind of thing, and that goes to Jet and a couple other things. I like it. George doesn't. So you decide here. It's only. Five and a half minutes. Picasso's long. last words: "Drink to me, drink to my health." As we listen to Band of the Run, please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. All right, we are at the end of Band on the Run with a great, great, great song here, uh, 1985, uh, which is uh, classic. How would you describe Paul McCartney as a? Uh, piano player because i i like his style i, like I love it, it. Yeah, i mean th- this song that we're about to hear it reminds me of like the hey bulldog stuff mm-hmm. uh very aggressive uh piano but uh, i this is one of my favorite songs on this album uh i actually talking about songbooks i bought a paul mccartney songbook when i was 15 or 16 <laughs> i learned to play this song it also had let him in uh and unlike other sheet music the these two due to the instrumentation actually sounded much like the the recording so in other words i would play the song band on the run and that was fun but it didn't sound like the recording because of everything this sounds like because it is so strong on the piano um sounds like the thing so i really enjoyed it but uh what's interesting is they never wings never played this live uh to be such a great song uh, McCartney only began playing it on his tours like from 2010 on, which I don't know why, uh, because it is a fantastic song. And I did like the remix they did uh, in 2000. I, I remember I heard this a remix of 19. Who's doing a remix of 1985? But it ended up winning like a Grammy. And oh yeah, it was it's pretty good. So uh, if you can search that out, we're, like, we're gonna play the original today. Here's 1985, and we're gonna let it play through because you get a special surprise at the end of the song. When I first Ooh. heard this album, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. So and we'll talk about it after the yeah. The so you, after the surprise, we'll talk. This should be the last time that you have to pause this. I promise. And now here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. All right, there it is. Yeah. You got to hear the little recap. Bang! on the run i didn't care for the callback to jet but i love the reprise of band on the run here <laughs> and we ended up doing this on uh you know i'm in a group we released an album in the 90s we ended up doing this recalling back to the first song by ending the last song that way so it was definitely a ripoff not of as good as this though band of the run. Sorry, it's Jim. better not as good it's better than this so I, but that big orchestral uh ending it reminds me of his live and let die uh tune from a yeah, year before yeah. i don't know that you would have this 
if you didn't have George Martin on Live and Let Die. Uh, but what a fantastic way to end the album. And, you know, we've reviewed some classic albums that kind of end in a whimper. Yeah. Um, but this callback is so hot, it makes me want to start the album over again. Yeah. You know, and go back and just listen to Picasso's last words again. a couple more times. I understand. Nope. <laughs> So there you go. There's Band on the Run, one of my favorite albums of all time. I actually got to give props to my brother because he bought all these albums when I was young and got to hear them in their entirety because, you know, back in the day, we only had one phonograph in the living room. So if he played an album, everybody heard the album. So there you go. Band. This is a good one. On the Run. So there you go. It wraps it up. If you can go to crispycoatedrobots.com and you can find out more about us, our podcast that drops every Tuesday, the albums we've done already. We've done a whole bunch of them. We've done a lot of shows. So if you want to go listen to those, go to crispycoatedrobots.com. Sounds great. Yeah. We love doing this. And until next time, be well, be kind, find a way to invest yourself into other people every single day. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.